Hey, badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. Oh my God, I'm so excited to hear that. Okay, so we haven't co-hosted in a while. So Stevie, my friend, I miss you. I, I miss you and I've forgotten everything I know about podcasting, but we'll get right back into it. I'm sure it's like riding a horse. <laughs> well, here's a little tip. We're the hosts for the Badass Real Life podcast. That's I know. what we're here for, so we're so excited. But this is a podcast where we have the privilege to sit down and talk with women we think are living badassery lives. These are ordinary women doing extraordinary things. Women who are social activists, moms, entrepreneurs, athletes, survivors, mentors, and more. See? You just like came right back to it. I love it. Okay, thanks guys for listening. We hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like this one. We've already had a little bit of treat, so I'm going to get right to this one. But this badass woman took her hobby and love of wine and became the vintner and founder of Sip and Share Wines. It's a boutique winery that's passionate about creating community with wine for unrepresented wine lovers. She's a writer turned winemaker with a master of fine arts in dramatic writing. When she's not creating vegan wines, she's writing for stage or web. Nicole Kearney has been in the wine world for more than a decade. She initially began representing black and women winemakers while producing two sangrias. I do love a good sangria. I, do, I know. I know. That's good. She then spent 18 months testing the market with wines, allowing the consumer's preference to curate the flagship Seven Words Wine Collection of artisanal vegan wines. You are speaking my language here. I love it. Her customer, community, and culture-centered philosophy guide Sip and Share Wines decisions. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so appreciative to be here, ladies. Well, and I will just tell our (laughs) listeners, I'm sorry that you're not here with us because she brought us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bottles of wine. The seven flagships. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All seven word wines. And we are going to try them all. We've already, we're two in. So uh, stick with us. But Nicole, we're so excited to talk about wine, learn more about sip and share wines, your business. But before that, we did a little bit of digging too. So we know a little bit about your background. Tell us about Onyx Fest, because that's something that you founded and co-produced, and I'm probably digging way back um, now, but I was curious about that, um, the festivals that you're doing, because it says you produce the African American Playwrights Festival. So tell us a little bit about that while we're drinking our, we're drinking right now (laughs) Conjure. That's the wine that we're trying now. Wow, that was like, yeah, that was not the question I thought. (laughs) That was like a, a throwback, but that was a great question. Um, because they just wrapped up Onyx Fest um, two weekends ago. So um, so I'm not um, intricately involved anymore in the festival. I have kind of stepped back from the larger theater worlds, but it is a playwriting festival that we started in Indianapolis. Um, specifically, it started with um, the Fringe Fest, which is downtown off of Mass Avenue. Um, and it was for, to give you know black playwrights an opportunity to get their plays on stage. And so the Fringe Fest provided the theater, um, but basically everything you needed and the playwright just bring play and they helped cast it. So this is now, I believe year seven, seven oh, wow. or eight. Okay. So it has been going on. So it's, it's great to see things continue um, without you having to be, you know, at the helm of things. And so they have some amazing young people. Young people are so great nowadays. They have just kept it flowing. So um, we did not get to go to this year's festival because we were in New York pouring wine. Mm. But we heard it was a fabulous festival, so I'm, I'm excited that it's kept going. 
All right. So in addition to Onyx Fest, you founded Nicole Kearney Productions and also Nicole Kearney Productions Network. So you're quite the entrepreneur. And before we get into the wine again, I want to start talking a little bit about just your business background. So just briefly, because we are super excited about the wine okay. and we're drinking it while you're talking. <laughs> uh, but talk about your business background. So I'm a creative entrepreneur, um, and so I've had you know multiple business lives. Um, but prior to getting into wine, actually writing led me into wine. So I should say one led me into the other. Um, so when I was in graduate school, that's kind of how this business got started. But we've produced um, three, well, two web series. One um, I'll call like a serial drama podcast that's out that we're actually, it's still up, but I'm about to take it down because we're revamping it and we're going to film it. But we do have two seasons of a streaming series out, um, a couple conversations, and then we have one season of Kush Cafe, and then we're, like I said, about to revamp um, what was called Grown and Beautiful. It was our pot, it was our soap opera. Let's just call it what it is. It's soap opera. So our, you know, evening drama, adult drama, but it was a soap opera. And so we're revamping that to be in the wine world. So it'll be even more fun and we can drink while we're, we already drink anyway, okay. but we're going to incorporate the drinking into the, in, into the whole show. And then, um, we have one more season of couple conversations, our, our final third season. That's so, yeah. so cool. Right? We need to smarten up about our drinking and podcasting. I know. I, I know. We're going to talk to her about sponsorship afterwards. She Let's doesn't go. know about that. Yes. <laughs> and, and you mentioned, Nicole, that writing kind of got you into winemaking. I want to hear that transition and how that kind of came to be. So um, the company is Sip and Share Wines. And so when I was in graduate school, um, so I'm a writer, as I said, and graduate school, we were writing. And what we would do is when we got done with class and we still had homework, we would actually all get together. Um, we went to, I went to Spalding University in Louisville, Kentucky. We'd get together in the Brown Hotel lobby and we would literally have drinks and talk about um, our family life, you know, just our writing and our work. And so what we discovered was after that first time we did this, we got home and I had a really enormous bill. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, put it on my room tab. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Tab, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't see it, so you, it doesn't. And so now imagine doing this for like 12 days. And then you get home and you get your credit card bill and you're like, what did we buy? Did we? What? So after discussing it with um, you know everyone in my class, we were like, okay, the next time we all come back together, we're all going to bring bottles and you're going to tell a story. Why did you bring the wine? Like, don't just random, like, bring something. So that was the first time I started thinking about wine from more than just a consumer perspective. Like, oh, why would I want to share this wine, mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with my classmates? Like, what's the story? What's the reason? And that really flipped the switch for me of thinking about wine um, from that perspective. But really, we just, uh, you know, for that, you know, time I was in graduate school, it was still was just like a love and a passion. And then I got introduced to the world of home wine tasting. And I was like, oh, people can do this. And this is like, you make money doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, because I, I was just going to my, my friend's house, like, oh, everybody bring like three bottles. And this is the thing. So that kind of led, opened the door um, for Sip and Share Wine. Well, I love that it started as a very communal kind of a thing to bring people together and tell stories and that Absolutely. anthropological approach to it is amazing. That's awesome. And we're getting back to that with a, so this sneak peek. Ooh, we have a new product coming out, our new brand coming out in the spring. So it'll be spring of 2022 and it will take us, it'll be that like full circle and it'll go right back to that. Exactly what you said. Cause our thing is we create community with wine. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get right back to, to the storytelling. Mm -hmm. So just 
I can't tell you, we're still working on the name, we're still working on all the product details, but it will be out. It'll be a brand new brand that we're releasing. All right, Badassery spring. Life listeners, you heard it here first. Yeah, that's right, we'll have to bring you back for the for the show oh, there. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about the, the challenges because one of the things that, that you've mentioned to us was your biggest challenge is being black and a woman winemaker. In fact, making you part of only 1%. 0.1% of point, women, okay. black women winemakers. Yes, 0.1% in the U.S. Okay. And is it 1% of black winemakers yes, total? total. So have you kind of made that your passion and purpose and you're like, we're going to make a change here? Yes. So I want to increase winemakers across the board, um, specifically small producers and black and brown producers, um, because I feel like 1%, like we're such a small number. So if you think there's 11,000 wineries, and we're 1%. Like, that's like so abysmal. So we need to be like in the thousands. And people always say I'm crazy because I'm like, we need more. They're like, but then that's competition. No, it's not. It's just more opportunities for more people to drink really good wine. Right. I mean, who doesn't want to drink really good <laughs> wine? I mean, And so far we we've had do. two really right. good models of it. So I think that for me yeah, is part of the mission and just getting other people interested in the industry and not even just as a winemaker, but there's so many different places. You can be a producer, um, you could be a merchandiser, you can be a distributor. There's so many different things that people can do in the industry. So Nicole, tell us how you're doing that. Like, how are you trying to really embrace the black community and get more people interested and involved in it? Because it, it's amazing what you're doing. So I do a lot of mentoring. So mm -hmm. I get probably an average of three or four inboxes a week. And um, I'm trying to like speak to all these people and I'm trying to figure out a better way, more like a group setting. So mm -hmm. I may end up setting up some kind of um, social media group so I can answer multiple questions or just drop tips in um, to help people kind of get on that path versus one or one on one. Um, I think that's one way. And then just anytime anyone asks me a question, I'm like, Here's, here's the information. Like, I, I just lay out the path. And a lot of people find it daunting, and it is. But you just have to keep, you know, one step, one foot in front of the other and just kind of keep going, keep going, keep going. So, but, yeah, the goal is to open the door to anybody. It's like anybody who wants to get into the business. I'm open to talking to. That's awesome. As long as you let me taste what you make. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I would like to try the abundance. Oh. So, um, <laughs> as I ask this next question, do you guys want to? Abundance. I'm still working on mine. Oh, gosh. I have okay. an abundance of my wine right now. Okay, we're going to try the abundance. Okay, so give us, like, the overview of your wines, because I love wine, and so far I've had, I've tasted two. This is my third, and I'm loving all of it. But talk about your wine, your, the taste, and then um, we're here uh, in the studios of Town Post, and Tom wanted us to ask where you buy your grapes. So uh, that's a question that, that Tom wanted to make sure we asked too. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll start with that one. Uh, Lodi, California. Okay. And everything is then bought in. We have it crushed and everything. And it's shipped to here to Indianapolis. Ooh, and we have good. a facility, um, I guess, on the east side. So we're like Fall Creek and Keystone. Oh, yeah. And we do all the production work there. So we're not, we don't have a tasting room. We're not in any, it's not fancy. We are in a warehouse. Like it is a 2,500 square foot just all concrete, straight warehouse. So that's where we do all the production work. So we do everything from fermentation to bottling to capsuling. Like everything happens there. And it's a team of three and a half people. Um, that that's not that time. many people. No, it's like three full-time, one part-time person, and then family and friends that um, just come in because they love us and they want to drink wine Sure. Um, and help us out. But we do not only these seven wines, we do these year-round. 
And so they go from, um, you basically you've tried the dry and now you're kind of venturing to uh, semi-dry. So we do these seven word wines and they're off dry, they're dry, they're sweet, they're red, they're white. But we also can four different wines that we have that are in a can, they're all still. And then we make um, a dessert wine. And then we have some new, like I said, some new brand, another brand that we're going to come out with in the spring. So we do about 13 wines a year so far. What have you found, Nicole, about canning wines? Does that make it more accessible for the consumer? I know that in years past, you know, that may have been looked upon as, but I mean, now there are great wines in cans. What are you found with that? It is super accessible. People loved it. So we introduced it on Juneteenth in the summer, and it, it was a hit. People were like, oh, my gosh, because I can, you know, as women, we can throw it in our purse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, men were like, oh, I can put it in this bag, and I can take it with me. So people loved it. So it was a hit. Um, what, we, what people didn't realize is it was four different wines. Everybody thought, oh, it was the same wine. Someone called us. They were like, oh, I bought four. I thought they were the same thing. And we were like, oh, did you want four of the same wine? Because <laughs> we gave you one of each. They were like, no, it was super fun. Like, after I realized on the second one, Oh, these are different wines. Yeah. So it was four different wines. We may pare it down to two. Um, but yeah, it is. it was a lot of fun. And the reception, um, we kept it super, super secret. But then at the last minute, I got kind of nervous. I was like, what if people don't like it? So we started putting it out there and people were like, oh my God, this is so cool. So that was, that was super fun. And again, all of our wines, which is one crazy thing, they're all vegan, including the things in cans. So how does that make it vegan? I guess that's my naive wine question no most people don't realize that so when wine is cleared or fine so like how you can see through you all can't see that aren't in the studio but you can see through the wines and you can see that your wine bottle you can see through it so that's a fining process so typically um, a lot of mass-produced wines use egg whites fish bladder crustaceans pork gelatin milk protein we use clay super easy we just use clay put the clay in clears the wine it binds to all the proteins anything left in it after fermentation drops it to the bottom, and then we bottle it. Now, that happens when they use all the animal byproducts, but if you're a vegan, you want nothing that had a mother to touch her, you know, anything you're going to eat or consume. Right, so, same with beer. Yep. Yeah. Yep, so we understand that. So, we, you know, we're not like, oh, you're going to get this and you're actively drinking egg whites, and we're not telling people that. Right. It does go to the bottom, but most of my family and friends are plant-based. So they're like, no. And then, like, I don't um, personally eat pork or red meat. So it's like, oh, I have to be careful, like, what I'm consuming in wine. Because I'm like, so people are like, oh, I get an allergy and it's the sulfates. It's probably not. It's probably, like, that weird allergy. Like, my partner in wine, David, um, is allergic to shellfish. So we have to be really careful what wines we choose for that Mm -hmm, reason because he has a real sensitive allergy and so we're like we're not trying to go to the emergency room and explain to them right (laughs) they're not going to believe us so we're just like so so those things we ask people to kind of just think about what you drink and and we make it you don't have to be vegan you just want to drink better yeah no i love it you've also talked about energy of the wine and i found that fascinating um you actually met with a spiritual practitioner friend of yours so talk a little bit about that because again I just drink the wine either based on the bottle or the price. Uh, I act like I'm fancy and I actually read the descriptions, but really that's what it comes down to. So I've never even (laughs) thought about the energy. Well, so for us, each of the wines have a different name. So again, intention, gratitude, conjure, manifest. So again, that is about um, a different type of, of feeling or energy that you wanna have. So do you wanna set some intentions like for new year? We usually always have an event in the new year, like sip and set goals. 
So we're talking about the intention <gasps> like or the that. manifest. Like, what do you want to, what is it you intend to do for this year? What is it you want to manifest by the end of the year? So gratitude every day, we should just be, you know, we're, we're grateful to be here. We know that we just came through a horrendous 2020. Many of us lost family, friends. Um, so, you know, that's the attitude of just gratitude every day. So it's just when you, so it's the same thing you're talking about. Oh, when I want to get a wine, I'm thinking about, you know, what does it look like? You know, what is the label? But also we go a step further, like, oh, the name, like, oh, you all just had abundance. Oh, yes. so I want to have abundance in my spirit, abundance in my life, you know? So it just gives you that one extra thought, like, oh, so that's kind of that energy, like, oh. And so that for me is just kind of how I live my life, you know, just a, a affirming and just try to be on a more positive, upbeat note. And so I was like, well, I'm going to let everybody else share that too. Okay. I love that. I'm crushing hard on her right now. <laughs> I am too. I, she seriously. has parties though, right? So tell us about this because yeah. we, that's, we're going to come to the party. Yes. Tell yeah. So we do SIP experiences. Um, we're kicking those off. We have one in November. I think it's the 15th. Um, and we're doing what we call Sip and Sound. So that's in partnership with um, the young professionals at Urban League. So they allowed us to like test the first version. And now we're coming back. And it's not going to quite be the second half, but we're doing like a really interesting, they called us, I can't share yet what it is, but they just called and asked, can we do it like with a twist? So we are, but basically we play the music that we also use when we make these wines. So we have um, a multi-generational playlist because we have everything from Gen Z to boomers, you know, that are participating. And so we have this multi-general playlist, but we're going to do a little something different this time around. But like I said, in January, we'll have sip and set goals. Then February, I think we're doing sip and self-love. And March, if I can get this person on board, so I can't say what it is, but I'm trying to get this young lady on board and we're going to do an interesting, different sip and paint something that you know most people don't usually do so that's kind of like that first quarter and then every month there'll be something along that line that you can either, either be live I, or I, virtual we'll probably do virtual and not you know we're in indiana so it's not because it's necessarily it's COVID. being mindful but it's indiana it's cold sure and so if we can just get everything <laughs> but i'll you, bundle up for good wine right, and that's I'm not gonna say, i'll come out and so we're like we'll either come out or we'll um we'll ship it to you or bring it to you in order to make sure that you have it, you know, so, so we're just look like what it, depending upon what the weather looks like, you know, cause we know Indiana could be, we, we've had 85 in sure. January. Yes. So. Yeah. But again, we'll come out in cold weather. Yes. So I love your approach to smart collaborations. Yes. Right. Bringing Always. other people in. And again, your anthropological approach to it is amazing. Now let's talk about your wine ambassadors, your brand ambassadors. Yes. Cause I feel like we're totally up for that job. I totally. Kelly, right. Yeah. I mean, and she said she's very inclusive. I yeah. know. Yeah. Very yeah. inclusive. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about Okay. How you find brand ambassadors and, and what, what that about us. what we, that program I looks love like? It. I love it because like the first thing we discussed is how did you find us? So that's like always my first question to people. But we've got brand ambassadors across the country now. So we um, actually I think today or tomorrow I'm talking to a friend of mine who's in um, L.A. We've got Sacramento, we've got Inglewood, California, New York, um, Pennsylvania. So we've got people, and it just kind of happened to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of things like we wholesale that happened to us. We were like, Oh, we're, we, we only sell to people directly. And then people were like, well, can we, you know, a friend of mine, literally the way our wholesale business took off was just a conversation on Instagram through inbox. And so I do have to just shout out sunshine and happy court. We've just traded messages back and forth. And then she was like, I so wish I could carry your wines in my story. And I'm like, Oh, you can. She was <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, 
oh yeah, we, I mean, we, we have stores here. And she was like, how do we do that? So she really connected us to a distributor. We got the ball rolling and since spring of this year, and they are probably our number one seller. Um, yeah. So they, they keep us on our toes and then we've got, now we've got a new store in, um, Inglewood, California. So, and that has been tremendous. So we welcome ambassadors. We have, we're, we're cultivating our program and getting it together. We've got it. We finally got an application together. So we're super excited. We can oh, send it, it out. So, so <laughs> I, I love that. I've just looked at Stevie. I'm like, how do we get to be on that? Uh, but I, I guess this is a question mm-hmm. though, in terms of your focus on black winemakers and black women winemakers mm-hmm. and black women drinker, drinking wine, yes. right? But Stevie and I are not black. But we're good too. I mean, you're Absolutely. inclusive because I, I we're going to want more of this, yes. and we want to support you one hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Um. But but talk a little bit about your focus and just your your dynamics and landscape mm-hmm. of your audience and and who you're focused on. So we do center black and brown wine lovers, but we welcome everyone. So Steve. that's the thing. We welcome everyone to the table because historically we have been left out. We right. haven't been invited to the table. So we, you know, I've gone to lots of wine tastings and people are like, why are you here? <laughs> I'm like, to drink the wine like you are. Um, and so it's been weird in some cases, but I have a, um, a group of people that I buy wine with um, when we were, you know, really frolicking out and doing a lot of tastings. And um, we all look absolutely different from each other, but we all have the same taste profile. We like the same thing. So they could call me and say, I'm at this tasting. Here's the bottles. Um, they're, you know, we're going to do a case and it's 25 a piece per person. And we all go in. So, you yeah. know, that makes it doable. Yeah. But I think wine really brings people together. I think once you're at a tasting with people, you absolutely are like, oh, wait a minute. You're drinking that and I drink that. And then you go to, you know, a t- couple more and you're like, well, I like that. And you like that. Then you're like, okay, look we're drinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, like, it might be some other random thing. Like what's your sports team or what do you do? And that's how the conversation begins. But we, we already have this preconceived motion in our mind. Like, Oh, you couldn't possibly like Mm -hmm. anything I like. And then you're like, Oh, you like red wine. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like red wine. Okay. Well, do you eat? And like, we were talking about like, Oh, I like craft beer. You all like craft beer. You're going to the craft brewery. So then you see how that we just open up a conversation and everybody's like, Oh, I wouldn't realize you like craft beer. Right, but without talking about it first, you never get there. You never, right? Wine so that helps the, you. Yes, yes, it does. It yeah. helps you. Yeah. Yes. So speaking w- of which, wait though. Um, uh-huh. can, can, I like Chardonnay, so can we yes. try that one next? Absolutely. Too? So that Kelly's is- like more wine, please. <laughs> She's like, I, I just want to be able. Look, I'm trying to get to be one of her brand ambassadors, <laughs> so I feel like I need to try yes, to talk and that about that is the first one. thing you have to go through them. So this That's is right. uh, well, you know, we're gonna switch glasses because okay, you've been So with everything that you've done, and we're looking at seven you know signature wines in front of us in your production company and all this what has led to your success do you think community mm-hmm. community um you know a lot of people talk about um being self-made um we're community made we're just you know without a shadow of a doubt Oops, I'm, okay without a shadow of a doubt um, we are about the community so the community has made us um women black women and women have made us um that's who buys 60 percent of the wine even though we see uh, mostly all the information that's given to us is men 
and we see men are doing the ratings and men are this, that's what's projected to us. But we buy the wine ladies. Mm -hmm. It's just hands down. We know we see each other in the store. We talk to each other in the store. We're like, Oh, what is that? Okay. I haven't had that one. We're having the whole, and then we're recommending wine. So we are our own wine influencers. Like Mm -hmm. we do that. I've seen it in the store way too many times. Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, we, we do it for the community and the community has built us and we are forever, forever grateful. So Jenny, our producer is like, um, you guys are at 25 minutes. I'm like, but there's more <laughs> but wine, there's more. There's right? more wine. <laughs> but there's, there's wine more. and questions <laughs> and things to talk about. And... If we keep pouring Jenny wine, you <laughs> think she'll let us come over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Pour some of that sweet right. wine. She likes, she's going to try the, um, let's see, Jenny would probably like the sweet white wine next. Oh, Awaken. we should try that. We're yes. going to go to um, Love for Jenny next. Oh, yes. Nice. yes. I love it. So talk a little bit about uh, what matters most to you. Because I just love hearing women's stories. We love supporting mm-hmm. women and, and what they're doing. But for you, what matters most to you? Um, family, community, okay. culture, wine. Wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. wine. And I won't necessarily say always in that order. But um, <laughs> those things matter most to me. Um uh, my family, I love my children have both graduated from college. So seeing them grow and creating that that next um, generation, the goal is they'll take all this over for me. And so that that's the hopeful thing. They'll take this over. Um, but then just being able to go travel around the country, drink wine, meet people, drink great wine, not just our wine, but drink great wine that other people make. Um, that's super fun. And, and, and my whole family is part of this business. So I send my dad on these, um, we call them Quest. So my parents are retired. They live in North Carolina. So like when I need something, I'm like, dad, I have a quest. And he's like, what is it? And then I give him like all the parameters and my dad without fail comes through mm-hmm. and he goes and finds it. So he's like, he's, he's like awesome. Like if you need something, he can find it. So pretty much all of our equipment in our shop and our winery, my dad is like, he sourced and then he got a trailer and he drove it all up from North Carolina. So shout it, out to yeah. your dad. What's yeah. your dad's name? Like, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. I should I say dad. dad. Like the most people say, what's my dad's name? Dad. Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, just so we know. Hi, Dennis. Yes. We love and you. This Chardonnay you're drinking, actually, this is in honor of my dad. So he is a Chardonnay drinker and he wanted a really good, clean Chardonnay that he could drink. That was like, you know, not too high alcohol, but just enough. So it was like 14%. Really crisp, really clean, uh, lightly oak. So this is like, um, we say it's not your dad's Chardonnay. I don't have that Chardonnay in front well, of me. And I'm also talking, a Chardonnay you were trying drinker. To ask all the so, okay. And you were serious, and I went straight she to was, the line. She was. She was like, so I have she, another question. She did. And Jenny and I are like, yeah, go ahead and pour us so We're going to try. We're going to pass this over so okay. you can taste this, because I think you will be pleasantly. So, Nicole, where can people find you and Sip and Share if they want to learn more information about it, if they want to buy things, if they want to, all the things? I'll go to your events and all of that. Yeah. So, um, sipandsharewines.com is our website. So, that's sip, then the word uh, actual and sharewines.com. I will say our name is Sip ampersand sharewines.com so funny I always have to call people and be like it's not the actual word and it's an ampersand but they're like but it says on I know you can't write an ampersand on social media Um, and then we're on Instagram we're Facebook um, Twitter LinkedIn um, at sip and share wines and that's usually where we post a lot of where we're going to be follow us around on social media um, and you can find out where we're going to be any given uh, day weekend we do a lot of private events as well so when people see we're not busy we're busy so yeah follow us around um, 
Oh, we're at Mass Avenue Wines, too. So if you oh, can't get oh, from us. And we'll be in, just check your local retailer's yeah, just just yeah. Just, yeah, keep keep checking or around. Or check yeah, badassery life. Make sure you yes, let us know we'll, on yeah, our we'll Facebook. You know. So we'll, what you're we'll, saying is things are coming things ahead. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. things are happening. Um, I love it all. As we close out the podcast, we always like to ask our guests about their gift. Obviously, yours is making fabulous wine, but I have one thousand percent sure you have more gifts than that. So, what do you think your other gift besides winemaking and writing? is and how do you like to share that with others oh i think you just took away my sentence. <laughs> um encouraging encouragement i think um encouraging others to walk in their gifts like that is my thing like i love to see everyone win i love to see all my friends win um so yeah so i'm always that person cheering people on the background like you can do that and and a lot of people are like oh my god when i ever i see you i mean just someone just told me like we they've used me as a model of how to share posts and you know to actually do like be and be about and be of community which i thought was so super cool i was like no one's ever said that but i think that's my gift um community in engagement community relationships and just yeah being supportive and cheering everyone on that's awesome that is awesome. I, I know we're out of time, Jenny. I'm sorry, but I do have one more question. I'm so so sorry, Jenny. Pour her another glass of wine. Um, but, you know, for people who maybe are intimidated by wines or maybe coming to one of your events, and I love that you said that you're all about encouragement and community, but I'm even thinking for myself, like, would I be intimidated to come to one of your, your events if I don't know anybody? How, bring one of our listeners in. Like, what what would you say uh, to somebody who maybe is listening, wants to try all of these fabulous wines, wants to come to your events, but maybe is a little intimidated about that? And maybe that. even wants to get into winemaking. And maybe wants yeah. to be a brand ambassador. Or that, too. That's us. Yeah. Yes. yes. I would say, yes. come. Um, you will meet someone. I mean, everyone is going to be friendly. Everyone is going to be like, so what do you like? And so you may come in the room and be like, I don't know anyone. I'm just going to sit in this corner. That will last probably one or two sips <laughs> because eventually everybody's going to be like, okay, so, so who are you? And what I like to tell people to ask is what is your gift? Not what do you do? Cause sometimes what we do is not our gift. So that's the question. Like, what is your gift? And then we can kind of talk about that. And I'm telling you that asking people what they do is yeah. that's like 19th century. Yeah. So we want to know what is your gift? And I think that yeah, you, you will come in, you will be enveloped. We will have fun. We usually do a welcome drink. Um, we usually like, you know, ask people again, what is your gift? We just got to find out stuff about you. And then we kind of like might refer to you as that. So like, we know you are the badassery podcast. So then we will just be like, okay, over there, badassery. And that that's, and so then, so you, it would lighten it up quickly and you would, so if you felt uncomfortable, you would be like, oh, that's me. Yeah. I'm badassery. And you would just get into it and. I love it. All right. All right. Well, we're so glad that you uh, joined us today. So glad that you brought all this fabulous wine. Uh, We love that your friends have described you as authentic, gracious, and creative. We know you're very passionate about creating a community of wine lovers, and we love that. Um, I know that you encourage people to be curious, and you have conversations around wine that maybe others don't have. We can tell even from this conversation in this first time meeting that you're kind, generous, and you've really turned your curiosity into a successful business. 
For those reasons and so, so many more, Nicole Kearney, we think that you are a true badass. Hell yeah, you are. Couldn't yes. agree more. Yes. So thank you again for being with us today and, and for sharing a part of your badassery life with us and for sharing your wines with us as well. Greatly, greatly appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Gratitude, yeah. lady. Grat- I know. I'm like, and my intention is to drink another bottle of wine. Right. <laughs> Somehow I feel like we'll accomplish that while we're here. There we go. And a big, big thank you to all the badasses out there listening. We'd love to hear what you think. Write a review or shoot us a message at badassrelife at gmail.com. If you want more stories like this one, you can find us at badassrelife.com. You can also find us on Facebook at badassrelife and on Instagram at badassery underscore life. A shout out to Kevin McLeod, our music guy, and our badass producer, Jenny Duran. We also have to give a shout out to Tom Britt because we are in his badass studios here. Drinking wine and he's not here. He's, he's going to be so sad. Uh, but yeah, Tom, we're drinking wine in your studio, uh, but we'll clean it up. Invite me back. <laughs> yes. All right. Until next time, keep being your badass self. So.